Are you still getting ghosted? Maybe they're walking right past you as if they don't see you. Or perhaps, my personal favorite, they've come up with every excuse as to why you guys can't be together even though you practically are. Well, see what had happened on season one was we thought we had done all the work, but perhaps there's a little bit more left to do. So here I am back for season two, your host, Justin Rain, ready to help you finesse through the stress in the land of fuckboys. So prepare to laugh cry possibly be triggered but most importantly i promise this season we're going to heal as we begin to address our fuckboy problem don't wanna be a player i don't wanna be a player no more i'm not a player i just crush a lot i mean the punisher still got what you're looking for i'm a thug from a thug i'm not a player i just crush a lot on today's episode, Mr. Upgrade You, I talk with entertainment professional and Ashanti's number one fan, LaTroy Davis, all about gratitude, discerning when to walk away, and upgrading people who don't deserve it. But before we get to his confession, here's Fuckboys in the News. Good evening. Good evening. This, this is the news. news. Good evening. This is the news. Good evening. This is the news. This is the news. Between James and Phoebe, really heating up now. Thanks. This is the fucking news. Is this the Krusty Krab? No! This is the fucking news. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Fuck Boys in the News, the portion of the show where if you're fucking up and you have no excuse for your actions, I'm going to call you out on them. First up on the list this week, we have two Milwaukee women who were accused of drugging and stealing up to $85,000 from over two men. I don't know about you, but these women, they, I guess, they took a couple of notes from Hustlers with J-Lo and Kiki and Cardi B and them because these little ladies that are working at the Pink on the set of P-Valley, they decided to, you know, bring some guys to the back give them a bottle of liquor that clearly was laced with something because the guys, the next thing they do, they're blacked out. They don't have any credit cards. They don't have any jewelry or anything. And a few days later, they start seeing charges for Walmart and Target come up on their statements. (laughs) I don't even know what to say about these ladies, but I will say just like the fuck boys that y'all are, y'all didn't think y'all operation through because why would you go and shop at Walmarts and Targets in your local area. And then just everything about this operation was not thought through. But nevertheless, you all are going to jail and be better about your scamming, girls. Do better next time. Next up on the list, we have someone who up until this point, I feel like I really respect it. And now I'm just really confused and I would love to have like a deeper conversation or I hope that he will take the time to go and explain his logic later on sometime down the road. Let's just get into it. Ice Cube. So recently reports came out that Ice Cube met with the Trump administration in hopes of working on some type of plan with this contract with Black America that he works with this organization. And he said that he was supposed to meet with both presidential candidates or both presidential parties, the Trump administration. They were just ready to meet with him now. And that Biden and Harris, they said they would meet with him after the election. My thing is, where was the foresight? 
like the dumbass that you are, you did not get that the Trump administration was trying to use you as a press as a press piece you were just you were just bait you were just clickbait they want to be able to say that oh yeah even ice cube is supporting trump so go into this election and vote for trump you don't get that they were trying to get you to meet before the election because they wanted to use that as clickbait come on q be smart i don't care if you're on this whole like yeah no well clearly these white people are in power and we can't beat them so maybe we should just join them or try to work better with them not completely against that logic about finding some type of compromise but you didn't have to be a dumbass about it where were your where were the people around you did everybody just say oh yeah we should do this this could actually be a big win for us you thought you were going to change this white man's mind no you sound dumb and you sound like you didn't think this shit through. And now that's why everybody's mad at your ass. Rightfully so. Next up and last on the list. I don't even know. Let's talk about the Washington Redskins or now the Washington football team. Because if they weren't already in enough hot water for their name, which should have been changed a long time ago. Now a huge bombshell report has come out reporting allegations of sexual assault, harassment, and even possibly sex trafficking. Uh, let me just get into this. So there was a video that was made using footage from the 2008 and 2010 swimsuit shoot for the Washington, then at the time, Redskins, now Washington football team. And basically, the reason behind the footage being put together was supposedly at the owner, Dan Snyder's request. Understand this clearly. The owner of the now Washington football team requested that cameras go in into a private swimsuit shoot. And if you don't know anything about modeling or swimsuit shoots, let me give you a little bit of context. On a swimsuit shoot, especially underwear, anything like that, impartial nudity, suggested nudity, titties, dicks, body parts, there, nudity is rampant. Because if you're a model, you're not super self-conscious about your body, but you also are going onto that set with the understanding and the expectation that... Your privacy, your security, your safety is paramount. It's number one. None of the contents. There are no cameras. People aren't going to be violating your trust by documenting you naked without your permission. Also, another good thing to note is these cheerleaders are not paid for this photo shoot. So all the profits that the actual organization makes off of their bodies, they actually do not see. That's another thing. Lastly, why would the owner go and request or why would even anyone that's under his supervision or that he's delegating to go to this shoot, have cameras there recording these women without their permission, them thinking that, okay, no, this is just like normal behavior. And then to find out that videos were made compiling them new, taking all these shots for his pleasure. No, you guys can go to hell, go to jail, no ma'am, no ham, no turkey. This shit's fucked up. The whole organization needs to have a full cleanup. If not, just get rid of the whole team. I know you white people won't allow that, but there definitely needs to be an overhaul and um, there needs to be a reckoning. I'm sorry, fuck boys. There's no excuse for your actions. And Dan Snyder, you are fucking trash. <sighs> On top of that, the cheerleading coach is a man and he says he just feels bad that he let this go without his knowledge. Um, mm -mm. something definitely sounds fishy. When I find out more, I'll let you know. But I'm next. Here's LaTroy Davis with Mr. Upgrade You and his confession. I hope you guys are ready. I don't know what to do, but to keep part two of my confessions. 
Hey everybody, I am so, so, so excited to cut up and kiki because that's definitely what it's about to be with my good and new friend, Mr. LaTroy Davis. You may know him from Braxton Family Values or Tamar and Bents, or you may also know him on Twitter as Ashanti's number one fan. <laughs> Welcome to the show, LaTroy. How are you? I'm good. I'm ha- I have a cocktail, so anytime I have a cocktail, I'm amazing. Is it Tito's? And, you, know, you should have added that to the intro, too. I'm a Tito's ambassador. Somebody from Tito's should send me, like, a free box. I am yes. definitely drinking Tito's. Shout out to Tito's. They always keep it right, keep it tight. Well, I'm even drinking hold Tito's hold on, hold on, hold on. in his gonna, honor. We're not going to shout out Tito's. They didn't sponsor us. We're not shouting them out. Mm-mm. We got to wait till we get our free liquor. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as you all see, he is already getting started. He is not about to play with y'all. <laughs> okay, we are definitely about to cut up and laugh on today's episode. Can you please tell the people out there what today's episode is called? Today's episode is called Mr. Upgrade You. Hold on, let me upgrade you. Okay. okay, shout out to B, Black is King is coming out. I ain't going to tell y'all what day it is, but it's coming out real soon, aka in the next six hours, and my body is ready to receive it. All right. You know, I have no interest. I have no interest in it. Uh, now, all right, so we're moving on. All right. Um... <laughs> All right. Yes, you heard the snap. Not too much with my with, with my mother. Well, I mean, I'm, uh, tired, I'm tired of this Black History Month music Beyonce keeps making. Like, where is Freakum dress? When I put it on, it's an invitation. Like, uh-huh. I, I can't keep doing mm-hmm. lions and tigers and bears. Well, and, until y'all stop being so foolish and educate yourself not. and you can stop counting, you know, you'll catch them, you know. Um, you'll catch those song titles you'll sound those you know until concrete rose can step it up we're gonna stop all right so back to the story are you ready to get into the story today i ain't even did nothing yeah i'm ready all right so tell us what this guy's name is y'all he wants to blast this dude you what y'all he wants to blast this dude i'm just gonna put it out there but it, we protected not, I you. Didn't him. I didn't want to blast him, but it's, I mean, it's his name. Mm. I'm to do. But I'm going to call him by something else. So we're going to call him, um, what's that name? Jermaine. All right. All right, Mr. Dupree. So, so <laughs> deaf. <laughs> he probably was deaf, dumb, and blind for how he acted. You said what? Clearly, he might have been deaf, dumb, and blind for what he did. I mean, here's the thing. People are going to people. That's all I say. It's like, if people are going to do what they want to do. Hey, <laughs> That's all I got to say. I don't put nothing past nobody, and I'm going to leave it like that. So what year so, was it that you met Jermaine? I met him... What year was that? It was 2020. So I met him in... 2018, 2017. It was okay. That was a good year for the people. That was a good year. That was a good year. Definitely was better than 2020. It was better than this year. Appreciate 2017, 2018. Okay. All right. Let me tell you, this man took 
this man made me feel like I had corona. So, you know, it's like, might as well have it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so it's 2017. It's 2018. How do you all meet? We meet at um, Stevie Mackey's house. Do you know who Stevie Mackey is? Yes. So Stevie Mackey used to do these Taco Tuesday things at his house where they would have tacos and, like, have performances or whatever. LA and people I love a Taco there. Tuesday. Don't say I'm like, first of all, my grandmother, I have never seen my grandmother cook a taco. Like, I don't know where this obsession with tacos came from. This some new millennial shit. I do like a Taco shit. Tuesday, though. I'm more... Yeah. Uh, you know, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to California will make you appreciate a taco in a different way. So I respect it. But you know, in California, they don't like to put cheese on their tacos. What's that about? That is, but you know, they like that Kohika cheese, Kohito, whatever, Kohika, you know, that's what I have to instruct them. You know, y'all got a shredded cheese. Y'all got a, y'all got a Kobe J blend. You know, I need a little queso. I need a little queso. I'm not eating no taco without no cheese. Like it's like what is this? Um, yeah. So we met there um, at one of Stevie Mackey's um, night, and he was in the kitchen. And I not was in the like, kitchen. Oh, That's yeah. where all love connections are made in the kitchen. Really? At a function? Yes. That's where because everybody got to go there to you know refresh your cocktail, you know grab a little hors d'oeuvre. You know that's where all proper love connections are made. Emphasis on proper because you could meet elsewhere, but I don't know. I don't know. Don't meet by the pool because you could end up (laughs) in the pool. I don't know if it was proper, but I do know he was looking fine. And you, Joe Larry, I'm not the one. To approach people, unless I'm drunk, and, and you clearly were drunk. drunk. <laughs> I was drunk, and so you know, step to him, whatever, talk to him, whatever. We exchanged numbers, and he kind of swerved me for a few weeks. I need to know what you said. Hey, little shorty, what's your name, man? Nah, I was. Uh, I don't remember what I said. I was. I think I just started talking to him because I'm a very talkative person. If, Did you hit him with a Rashida? I'll put it on him, make him want to marry me. Want to marry me? Nah, I'm not I'm just like cool, like whatever, whatever. I think you're very handsome. We should hang out sometime. And we now, see, pause. Why you say hang out? It's not a hang out. Did you want to date the man or did you want to hang out? I didn't know if I wanted to date him. I didn't know what he was about. Well, can I take you on a date? Hangout just feels so high school. Let's re- well, let's normalize going on wanted, dates. Well, I didn't know if I wanted to date him. And see, going on a date problem. does not equal it's dating. How long? Wait, and that is the problem because people go out on dates and they get people excited about dating them. And then at the first date, you don't want to mess with them no more. So let's hang out. And let me see if I like you and like your energy. And then we can decide if we're going to date and go on a date and kick off our shoes and relax our feet, party on down to the escape beat. That's right. the issue. So you, wanted to, so you wanted to kick it? I wanted to kick it and see what he liked. I mean, we had a party. So you can only get to know somebody so much. Yeah, I don't believe in that. I just want to get the number and then move on. We're not about to have a whole parlay. We're going to do this yeah, privately later. Let's hang out. See if we like each other. We don't like each other. If I find out you a 
you, you know, you a felon on the run. I'm going to be on the run from you. You got to hang out with people first. You can't just rush into dating people because that's when people get excited. Oh, I did such and such, such and such. You ain't date me, ho. We hung out. No, you went on a date. I went on a date. No, we hung out. I had Hanging out at a house is a date. That is a home date. Just like if you are a felon and someone comes to your home because you're on house arrest, it was a house date. But nevertheless, define it as you will. Semantics. Continue. Pick me. Why would you date somebody that's on house arrest? People do it every day. Not today and not over here. Um, so we um, changed numbers and he kind of swerved me for a few weeks, right? Like we mm. were talking, like we were, text- we were texting and stuff and um, we would FaceTime, but like we never would never hung out. Oh, what made you think he was swerving? Like he kept avoiding the idea of getting together? Yeah. Are you but the I, type of person when you like exchange numbers, interact with somebody, you're like, okay, you have a quick follow-up. You just like to follow through with whatever the request was. Like, okay, if we said we're going to hang out, let's get together next week. Well, yeah, no, like I hit him the next day. Like, yo, what's up? Da, 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 this and the third. Let me know what your week is like. And, of course, I got the L.A. answer. Oh, this week is very busy for me. And then um, got no I'll, damn job or itinerary. Ain't got no job. Ain't got cat, dog, or shit. But you so busy. I swear busy. you got a girl, um, you using that Google Calendar that everybody else is. And it's, it's open. Okay? Open and free. Open. Okay. Just hey, like your legs. Those... Wait a minute, baby. So, um... That happened for a while. Well, not a while. Like I said, like a few weeks. I got the whole, I'm busy, da 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 this and the third. And so finally, I, where was our first date? I don't remember where our first, first date See, first date, it wasn't the first hangout. See, first date. You slept up That's and said I'm it saying. right. Because by that time, I'm like, okay, we've been talking to Texas for two or three weeks. We're going on a date. Right, you felt like, it out via conversation, and then you were like, "Okay, let's go ahead and pull the trigger." So, where was your first date, Mister Chow? <laughs> yeah. No, no, you don't meet Mister Chow on the first date. No, the crazy thing is, I don't remember our first date. I remember our third date. Okay, tell me about that one. The third day, I took him to Mexico. What? <laughs> Do you want to know? I'm gonna save my opinion to the end, but I'm gonna definitely write that down, bitch. You. So here's the thing. No, just tell us about the third day. How did this man end up with you in Mexico? The third date is so we had had plans to go out on like you know go out on a date here in LA or whatever. And at that time, I was still shooting Tamar and Vince. And for Vince's birthday, they wanted to take him to Mexico. And because I'm a man of my word and I had already made plans with him, I was like, yo, I got to go work, but it's in Mexico. But I don't want to cancel our date and our time together. So if you want to come to Mexico, come to Mexico. And that was our third date. And because... I had to go work, but I didn't want to go back on my word of, of our scheduled date. And we went to Mexico. He was on TV with me. 
which I will never, ever put another man on TV with me ever again. Um, and we stayed at the most amazing hotel. If you ever go to Puerto Vallarta, you have to stay at Hotel Masai because it's great. It was like uh, um, you have your own private jacuzzi. It was like, it was basically the best third date you could ever go on, which is why this episode is called Mr. Upgrade You because on the third date, I took a nigga to Mexico and put him on TV. But that was the third date. So I don't remember the first one. I just remember the third one. We're not going to ask why you don't remember, but we think the Tito's has something to do with it. Continue. No, I I just really don't know. It was a while while ago, and we've had so many interactions since then that I don't really remember the first date, but I just always remember him. I just always remember telling him, like, ain't no other nigga going to take you to Mexico. Did you say this during sex? Just to let you know. Did you say it's during sex? No, just repeatedly. Because no, that said, would really be hot. No, I, I could hear that. Like, and didn't another nigga take you to Mexico? What? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I think I said that during That would be hot. Oh, shit. Really? So I said I said it during sex? Yeah, that's kind of cute. What other nigga take you to Mexico? Mm-hmm. Say, get out of here, motherfucker. That was my eighth to say when we got into an argument. I would use that. Are you petty? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure okay. am. So, you guys so are that, going to Mexico. Mm-hmm. Went to Mexico, had a blast. Um, he got belligerently drunk and showed his ass on Paris. But uh... I didn't know that. Because it, was a, because it was the third day, I didn't know how he got when he got drunk. And so... You know, you you go to Mexico to get drunk. That's the only reason you go to Mexico is to get drunk. And so he got weak, and I was so embarrassed. He was trying to fight people. Now, mind you, we're like walking around Mexico with Tamar and Vince, so like everybody's looking and has their phones and their cameras and stuff out, and he was just showing his ass, and I was so embarrassed. And still be in Mexico. You said what? You still be in Mexico, hombre. Uh, uh, I should have known then, but, you know. Um, should known better, Keisha Cole. Keisha Cole. Um, besides that, the trip went very well. It was a great time. And, yeah, maybe that's why I don't remember the first date, because the third date was so extravagant that that's what was important to me. That's fair. Yeah. So and y'all get back to the states. We got Had y'all to slept together yet? We slept together on this trip. I'm not bringing nobody to Mexico, and I'm not getting none. <laughs> what? Okay, that sounds dumb. Wow. Okay. So because you, you spent because you spent your money voluntarily, now I'm required to voluntarily just give you my body, even if I'm not ready. No, okay. But, but see, that's not the thing. It's not about spending my money. It's about the experience I gave him. Hmm. And the experience it, 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 warranted it, 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 his body. Absolutely sure did. Okay. I, I'm just trying I'm to understand your logic and flesh it out for the people. Front street. Well, what you don't understand so I can explain it. No, I'm clear. You felt like yeah, you like were providing you. an experience that warranted, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, you know, a return on your investment. I, I get it. I don't want to say, I don't want to say warranted, but I felt like it was appropriate like that's just what happened 
in that type of situation. No? But if he like, had to, people, but if but if it didn't happen, would you have been salty? I guess that's maybe what I no. should ask. Okay, so you would have been fine have, either no. way, because your first statement yeah. made it seem like nigga, no, you gonna give me some because I brought your ass to Mexico. Well, what if I didn't give you none? Well, what if he didn't? I shouldn't say I, because they'll think it was me, bitch. <laughs> and then the no, dogs have a field day with that. No, it's it's more so like it was just clear. You guys were kind of on the same clear. page, exactly. and the energy, it's, the experience kind of cultivated a vibe where it it you know it built up to that. I get it. Exactly that you put it perfectly. There the you go. fanfare, the pomp and circumstance, ain't no another gonna bring you to Mexico on a third date. I get it. You, just just the whole energy yes. around your integrity upon keeping Come the date. On, you I get That's it. I'm, exactly. You know, I'm a journalist. I'm at, I'm over here doing. You know, I'm out here doing oh, damage man. control because that first one wasn't hitting. That first statement, that first response wasn't the best response. Well, I still stand by it when I said at first. We are okay. not going to do Jermaine like that. So let's continue. <laughs> so you guys return to the states, and so how do you guys move forward um, past one his belligerent outbursts? and decide to move forward where is your head at and how do you decide to proceed forward because i think that's really important to kind of like flesh out for the listeners well okay so the next day i made him go around and apologize to everyone for showing his ass shout out Um, to you good job which he did and return back to the state um, how do y'all do how do you move forward how do we just started um date, like dating more like okay. there were more dates and are you all exclusive has any conversation about commitment come up yet no okay that's the thing never, never had those conversations um we just you know started hanging out how often what's the frequency the- it was happening like pretty often, like regularly. How many days a week? So, if you had to give on average, how many days a week would y'all probably spend together or spend a night? It was probably like four days out of the week. Okay, that's a majority. That's a commitment. Yeah, yeah. That's like, a commitment yeah, of time like, and energy. And if we weren't, and if we weren't, this time I was still working at Sony, so I had like a nine to six at that time. So. If I was at work, we were on FaceTime if we weren't together. And, yeah, we spent a lot of time talking to each other and getting to know each other and stuff like that. And when we got back from Mexico, it was, it was I thought we were, like, exclusively dating. But, but you guys had never had a conversation. Yeah, because, like, you Earlier, I, we're not twelve years old. I feel like we don't have to sit down and like or send a letter like, "Will you be my boyfriend?" Or are we dating? Like I was under the impression that we were exclusively dating. But upon what get, conversation? Get, upon what understanding? Upon what disclosure? It, but see, upon what? Why does, have, why does it have to be a conversation? I think it needs to be a conversation just simply because how can you set up expectations for a person without their knowledge? Because that just means you had a contract and a commitment with yourself, not with the other person. If you didn't, you know, 
engage them in a mutual understanding. So often we okay, decide these know. things in our heads, but you're deciding mm-hmm. something for two people and not one. I'm just saying. No. Those are the facts. No, 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 no. no. Because you know how they say actions speak louder than words? That they do. Your actions that, to address this. No, my action was if we if we, we kicking in and, and, and acting like we together, why we got to say, hey, are we together? You may have most of my attention, but you don't have all of it. You should never assume. That makes it an ass out of you and me. No, Moving that makes forward. him an ass. So you guys continue dating. You guys are spending four days a week together. How long does this go on? How long is it sweet and beautiful and honeymoon? You know, because that's always the best part of the relationship. How long does that go on before you guys hit your first roadblock? Um, there were a lot of roadblocks in this situation with him. All right. Um, well, let's just I, get it started. Let's run them down. That I, um, and this is why I say like it was like a upgrade kind of sort of thing because okay. we were doing things together that he's never done. And like his what? Life. So like, this is an opportunity. Let us know how you upgraded him in every yeah, single, like, in every, you know, in every way. Let us know. Okay, let's get it crunk. Um, this is the so time. I, Air it out. So, because I, I want to make it a point, like, when I was talking about the Mexico trip, like, it's not, like, about a money thing, but it's, like, also an experience thing. So I took him to his first concert. He had never been to a concert before. I need and to know so, what concert it was. Please make, I know it was a good one with you. No, well, it was Trey Songs because I absolutely love Tremaine Neverson, okay? And um, it was the Trey Songs. You know, I don't know. <laughs> You're not gonna play Tremaine. I don't know. You're not gonna play Tremaine. Child. This one here is a penny dropper. I will be in the studio right now. You're not gonna play with Tremaine. Um, so okay. I took him to his very first concert. That's a choice. I don't know Paul. if Trey, I don't know if Trey will be my first, but it's what you gave, but, so it's what he had to take. It was. You didn't have not, nothing else to compare it to. I get it. I tried it. Second of all, it was. I mean, that was the concert that was coming up. And as you know, I go to concerts all the time. Well, not anymore because coronavirus. But it's getting real. My thing. You've never been to a concert before. He's like, no. So how old is he? What's the age difference? Sorry, I need to know that. That's important. So I. 31. Mm-hmm. He's 35. Oh, let me he's, save oh, that. Let me save that. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a shark in the water. Uh, Continue. Um, <laughs> not a shark in the water. Um, took him to his first concert. So now he's a, like a concert person, and and he likes going there because I gave him that experience. It's something he had never done before. He met me. Partner, let me upgrade you. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm um, following. I'm I, following. Come on. Take us on a journey. I feel like your door and we're exploring. <laughs> and then so for his birthday, his birthday is in October. And mm, he's, a, he's birthday, a Libra? I don't know what he is. I is it the beginning or the end of October? When it, well, it had to be middle of October because it was homecoming season. Mm, um, okay, and what's your sign? Never, 
I'm a cancer. Oh, bitch, you're emotional. Got it. Copy. Keep going. I don't, everybody, everybody <clears throat> is emotional. Everybody has emotions. I think, and you're a June cancer, aren't you? Yes, but what that got to do with anything? Keep going. So, what so else you did you do for him? I'm going to let you um, know my analysis at the end. We're just computing right now. Okay. So, um, his birthday is in October. I went to, I graduated from Clark Atlanta University, and it was my homecoming. Like, it was like, my homecoming was right when his birthday was, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you took him to Atlanta, never been, You sure did. Um, because he's from LA, so he had never experienced like HBCU culture or whatever. So I was like, cool, it's your birthday. Let's go. It's my homecoming. Let's go to Atlanta. He had never experienced a homecoming before. It was like a culture shock for him. He actually was like, I don't understand it. And when I explained to him what it was, he's like, oh, that's so dope. Like, yeah, now I understand why it's such a big thing for college graduates. So, did the homecoming thing and then... Did he not go to college? <laughs> Alright, got the answer moving forward. Thank you. We're not going to fill in that blank. We're going to let the listeners fill it in for themselves. Isn't that fun? Isn't that fun? Spin it for yourself. Keep going. We're not going to do that. That's defamation. Come on. <laughs> I don't need uh, no lawsuits. No, it's not, that's what I told you. It's not, de- it's not defamation if it's true. But I'm not going to... We're not going to do that. I don't, I, I'm not, I don't like the liability <laughs> that it's making me feel. Keep going. <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, I had surprised him with... Got a section at the club that night after tailgate. At the compound. No, it was opera. Oh, not opera. Oh, they feel opera. real fancy. Not opera. Opera, yes, opera. You know, again, just doing the whole shebang for his birthday. That's and hot. then, yeah, got him to say, well, well I'm not done. I said, partner, let me upgrade you. Now, partner, let me get you a leg up. Okay. Autumn so, up, okay, watch the Girl, don't do it. Keep going. Oh, that's my song. Did the, did the whole birthday thing um, at the club, this, that, whatever, whatever. And then since we were on the East Coast and I just, I love birthdays first of all. Birthday we were on a big the deal Coast, to me too. Yeah, we were on the East Coast after homecoming because you know everybody goes from Friday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. So first thing Monday morning like Tony Braxton, he think we about to fly back to LA. But you're not. But the gag no, is but the gag was, I, I have been wanting to go to Miami anyway. So I took him to Miami after Welcome to Miami, where the players play. Oh, right. Took him to Miami. We stayed at the Montreal, which you know was very cute. Okay. We and in Miami, bitch. Stayed there for two days, right? Mm-hmm. Stayed there for two days, had a blast in Miami. He had me out there riding bicycles in the heat. You know, that ain't really my thing. I like but he's an athlete. And he's not an athlete, but like... He wants to have a new experience, so you were down for it. I love it. And I was down for it, okay? So, hmm. There's no but, limit to my love for you. Go to Miami, right? We have a blast. Have a great time. We get back to L.A. on his... We get back to L.A., the night before his actual birthday. Okay. So then the next day, I've already done done the most. I'm like bent. 
So we just do like brunch and we get massages. And I'm like, this is your birthday. I'm going home. So then <laughs> Not like, I'm going home. I need my time to. I need to recharge. By this time, we like spent a week traveling because we were in Atlanta for four days and then we were in Miami for two. So it was like basically a week. So, yeah, and then a day back. Yeah, okay. When the going gets tough. How many months so, have you all been talking at this point, just for context? Four or five months. Okay, that's fair. I'll take it. So we get back to LA. We do his birthday together. He's like, babe, like, um, not my babe. friends. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know. He's like, babe, my friends in the Bay want to celebrate my birthday with me. Um, I think I'm going to go there this weekend. So I'm like, okay, cool. I don't have enough of your ass. Like, spending a week with you was a lot. You got drunk. Go ahead. I want to go lay down. So, Question. Was he belligerently drunk? He was belligerently drunk in Atlanta. Showed his ass in Atlanta. Okay, got so, okay, so the habit did continue. That's all I need to know. So we, um, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, baby. Like, my friends in the Bay want to celebrate my birthday with me. I'm going to go down to the Bay area this weekend. I'm like, go. Go ahead, like Fantasia said, free yourself. So he goes, <laughs> and it was a good time, whatever, whatever. How was the communication while he's out of town? I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm getting there. So then one of my friends texted me um, a screenshot of one of his Instagram stories. Come on, squirrel friends. Secret squirrel. I'm I'm looking at the story too not thinking nothing my friend texts me and is like with a screenshot and was like you know he was dating him right and I said wait what he said yeah him and this boy the boy that he posted on his Instagram story used to used to date now mind you he had told me after this week we spent together he was going down to the bay to hang out with his friend. Mm-hmm. He went down to the bay to go see his old nigga, which mm-hmm. then I found out wasn't really it was a current nigga. Mm-hmm. The plot thickens. Plot is real thick, okay? Plot twist. We had just spent this whole week together. I have, you know, took him to Atlanta for his first time. I had taken him to his first ever homecoming. Did the whole shebang. And then you go. Basically, you go chill with your other nigga. The unmitigated goal. Say that three times fast. Keep going. So, so Me, I can't hold my mule. So I'm like, yo. I know you acted up. I know you acted up. I text him like, yo, what the fuck? Like, you you down there with somebody you used to fuck with? Like, da 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 Why didn't you just say that? Going on, going in. And I remember this verbatim. I said, you got me looking stupid and you got me looking crazy, is what I said. You want to know what his response back to me was? I don't know. He tried to he tried to gaslight you. Go on, tell me what he said. He said, mind you, I said, you got me out here looking stupid. You got me looking crazy. He said, well, don't be stupid and don't be crazy. I don't know if that's too much because it's up to you to control your actions because you, you know, I ain't going to say, uh, 
just continue. We gonna talk. We gonna talk about that. We gonna talk. We gonna talk. Moving forward. Moving forward. Because you, there was some holes in your actions too. Keep going. We gonna revisit. I'm not on nobody's side. Yes, because here's the thing. Don't be stupid and don't be crazy. I can't. I can't look stupid and look crazy if I don't know what's going on. So mm-hmm. you didn't let me know. You didn't give me the. Once again, you didn't give me the information to make a informed decision and to act appropriately. Mm-hmm. So once again, why is it on me? I didn't know you was going down there to see a nigga that you used to fuck with slash still fucking with. Okay. Had I known you were going to, my actions would have been different. What go? What happens next? At least. Cause I already know you blew up. That did not help you. That probably made it worse. Well, no, I we stopped talking for a minute after that. Cause I'm like, yeah, like I look crazy. I look stupid. Like everybody sees me, me and you, and we've gone on this trip together. And then now everybody's seeing you with this other guy that they've known that you were dating. And now I look crazy and stupid. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna play with you like that. But then you know, I started missing him a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's so, what happened. It's like you start missing that old thing. I'm missing them a little bit, and we—I don't remember how we got past it, but we eventually got past it, and we talked about it. He's like, "I'm not fucking with him anymore. I wasn't fucking with him then. It was just like a, and you only saw one part of it. Basically, he was probably lying, but that's that's the lie that I accepted. Now that okay, you know what I'm saying? Like other. Okay, cool. So, it's possible. It's possible that you know, friend of a friend. Maybe that was a friend group. Maybe the because fr- sometimes the friends. I will say, the friends will root for the person that they care about the most, even if that relationship isn't healthy. That may be the relationship that they are the most familiar with. So friends sometimes can be a little messy, and they can orchestrate sure. stuff on their own. So maybe you know they were like, "Oh, he's up here." You know the ex is up here. Let's invite him out too. We're just gonna we're we're gonna write it off as that till we know more. Yeah, I mean, you know, here's the thing. I I really at that point once we talked about it, we made up, kind of let it go. You know what I'm saying? That's I, maturity. I just, well, I mean, because my thing is, if you're gonna be with somebody, why would you continuously bring up? the bad shit that they did if you're going to still be with them. Yeah, now, let me you tell you what I'm not going to do. Talk, you said what? Let me tell you what I'm not going to do. What? That. Well, but if you if you decide to stay with somebody, why would you continue to bring up the bad stuff? Like, I... I, I, I thousand thought, percent okay, agree. Oh, okay. I no, I feel like it's kind of yeah. like when you have clear water and then you keep adding a drop of food coloring. It's not improving it; it's making it darker. It's, it's tainting it more. If you really right. want new, if you really want a fresh situation or you want to move past, then throw out that old water and get some, you know, get some fresh water and just move forward. Absolutely. So that's how I felt about that situation, right? So. Moving forward, we're dating, everything's cool, whatever, whatever. Then I have to, once again, I have to work to go to D.C. because Tamar had a concert and we were also shooting Tamar events at that time. So he has never been to D.C. before. In his 30s, never been to D.C., never seen the White House, never 
I seen any monument, none of that. So I'm like, yo, I got to go to D.C. to work. Do you want to come? He's like, yeah, I would love to come. And, you know, at this time, like, we have been on, like, double dates. This is when Tamar and Vince were still together. We have been on double dates with them. And so, like, it was a thing that we raised with Tamar and Vince at that time. So he's like, yeah, cool. I would love to see her perform. I've never got to see her perform. And this, that, and the third. We go to D.C., right? I am originally from Baltimore. So my mother comes to the show. So he meets my mother. Is this the show at the Fillmore? I just want to know. No, this was a show at Howard. It was at Oh Howard, Howard Theater. Theater. I was at that show. Yes, it was at yeah. the Howard Theater. And I remember this show. Isn't this when you got into the argument with the boy in the back when Tracy <laughs> was opening up the show? No, no, that was the second time we did Howard Theater. So this was the first time. Oh, okay, um, I was at the second Howard Theater, but nevertheless, y'all should watch the episode. Troy was about it. He can fight. Yes, yeah, I mean, he's yeah, about I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, listen. Here's the thing: you, you, you're only gonna play in my face sometimes. But um, again, to go back to the Mr. Great, you think he never been to DC before? So we went to DC, showed him the monuments, all of that stuff. So it's not necessarily upgrade you as far as like money and buying you things. It's like he I still had an experience and no experience before. And exactly. And you were Aladdin, so, and you were Aladdin. And this was your magic carpet ride. I will show you the world. Do you understand me? So we go to the concert, like just like a whole hectic day because we're shooting. Um, had to get ready for the show, so we do that. And concert goes on. He meets my mom. Him and my mom for some reason exchange numbers. No idea why. Um. So, like, him and my mom was real cool and keep keying after this. But after the concert, we had to go shoot a dinner scene. So we go shoot a dinner scene, but he's not a part of it because it wasn't about that. It was about something else. So he was sitting outside where the crew was. Mind you, when you're shooting a show, like, the network or the production company pays for the food and stuff. So he was out there eating and drinking, getting his life, whatever, whatever. But then decides that he wants to go to the club. So he's texting me like, hey, like, how much longer do you think it's going to be? Whatever, whatever. And I'm like, I really can't be on my phone right now. Like, I'm literally shooting a TV show, but it shouldn't be that much longer. So, I like, the scene was maybe 45 minutes to an hour. It wasn't long because she had just got done performing. Yeah, like, she had just got done performing, so we wasn't try- she wasn't trying to be there all night anyway. Yeah, she and ready to go. Him, yeah, I had told him, I'm like, once the scene is done, we can go to the club. Child, why? We finished the scene, and I go out to where the crew and stuff is, and he gone. Mm-hmm. And so I text him, and I'm like, yo, where you at? He's like, oh, I'm at the club. Come meet me. I was like, yo, you were that thirsty to get to the club that you left me and couldn't wait 45 minutes to an hour for me to finish working? And he was like, just come meet me at the club. Come meet me at the club. I'm like, nah, yo, I'm tired. I'm now irritated. I'm like, go ahead. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not coming. I'm tired. I've been working all day. I'm going to back to the hotel. I'm going to sleep. Have fun. Get your life. Bitch, I wake up the next morning and he is not there. Hmm. So now I'm worried I think something happened to him. 
right? He's in D.C. for his first time. Something he happened for sure. Now. He had been drinking. I'm like, he did in he jail. get pulled over? Did he, is he in jail? This is what I'm thinking. So I called one of the boys that I knew that was at the club that he ran into. And I'm like, yo, have you seen Jermaine? Like, I, he's not back at the hotel. I know he went out with you guys last night, whatever, whatever. So he was like, he he was like, yeah, he said he was going to go sleep off the liquor in the car because we rented a car. He's like, he said we were going to sleep off the, he was going to go sleep off the liquor in the car. And that, that's what I've heard from him. So I'm blowing up his phone, blowing up his phone, blowing up his phone. Finally, he calls me back. He's like, yo, I'm so sorry. I fell asleep in the car. Um, I was trying to sleep off the liquor, but like, at I least so the story matched up, child. Right, right. It, it did stuff. And he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm on my way back to the hotel now. Could like, I was so worse. fucked up. Let's, let's just, you know, I know you're mad at me or whatever, but let's just do our day like we planned because it was our last day in DC. He gets back to the hotel and like, I'm just in the bed or whatever. And he goes to the bathroom and comes back out and he's like, Troy. And I'm like, I could tell by the tone it was going to be some bullshit. He's like, Troy, I fucked somebody else last night. Oh, bitch, you got to go. You lit, you stuck in DC, bitch. I think I was in a state of shock. I couldn't have been. The shock would have been a shock to the face. Direct impact, KO. He was like, I can, you know, get my stuff and leave if you want me to. Um, But I just had to tell you and let you know. Me in that space and time, I didn't know what to do. So I just got up and got dressed and told my friend to come get me. I don't even know, like, how. I I, like, I just remember getting dressed and, and leaving. And left him there. I don't know if he was trying to... I don't remember him talking to me. It was like an awkward silence. And so I just left. I was gone the whole day. I get back at like maybe like 11, uh, 11 p.m. Because our flight is like 7 a.m. to get back home. And he's still so, in the room waiting for you? Bitch, I get back to the hotel. Him and all his stuff is gone. He probably went... Uh, I ain't going to say that. So what happened next? <laughs> I was about to be real petty, bitch. Ooh, ooh. I was about to say, watch that whole ass nigga probably went for a round two. He like, well, shit, I ain't got shit to lose now. Let me just keep on hoeing. Might as well. Might as well. I'm like, I get back to the room, and he's not there. And so, How I don't, the fuck I don't your ass dare not be there. Bitch, you should have been sitting there on your hands and knees saying, like, can I sew you a gar? Can I sew you a garment? flowers and balloons. A shot in there singing, baby, 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 baby. Something like, I was See, when I get the strength to leave you. Uh-uh. I, that's what I was expecting to walk into, but I walked into an empty hotel room. So, walked into the hotel There was room, no remorse. He wasn't there. So I don't say anything. So he's like, eventually, maybe like around 1 a.m., he's like, so do you still want to ride to the airport tomorrow or what are you? The fuck? Like, you said that like it was an option. Okay, so y'all get to the airport, you change your seat and what next? So y'all fly home. 
He's like, hey, you changed like, your seat? I was like, absolutely. So we had parked at the airport at LAX. We get back, and it was mon- It was a Monday morning. And I was going to, I went to the, I was, the plan was for me to go into the office straight from the airport. That's why we parked at the airport. So he, um, we get to LA, and he drops me off at the office. And I'm like, bye. I love you. And no, I love you. Oh, you kind. Yeah. I was saying I love you by this point. Well, yeah, because you got to remember, this is after the homecoming trip. So this is like... Y'all are months. deep. This is deep. This seven, is like six yeah, months this, in, this, six, this, seven months in. So, you know, we have him shacking his ass in Mexico. We have him going to see another nigga. After I took him on a week-long trip. And then we have him fucking somebody. It just like kept escalating. Flavoring. It, went, it wasn't... You weren't learning a lesson. You were learning how to do it worse. Right. Imagine recovering from that. Imagine recovering from not only you have to say bye to a person, but then you have to realize everything they've done to you. It's like very hurtful. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's not even, and that's why I want to make it plain and clear. It's like, it's not an upgrade you thing as far as money, although I spent a lot of fucking money. No, but you invested in trying to share these experiences and moments. Yeah, these moments, like, and and making sure that you experience things, and things that you had never experienced before. That's what I mean when I say um, I, I upgraded him because it, it wasn't like a monetary thing. I wasn't buying shoes. I wasn't buying bags and stuff like that. But I was showing him a whole. And you new invested world. in a relationship. I get it. I get it. Yeah. So and that's and that's how it ended. You know. And that's fair. I think even I think even find even getting to that place is better than having no answer. And I think it's good for the audience to learn and see. I think finding closure in that way and just finding peace in, okay, well, maybe I have been viewing this through the lens that I wanted to. So often we view relationships and experiences and red flags through the lens that we want to, and we're skewing the reality. Do you get what I'm saying? As far as like while we're in it and while we're experiencing it, I think so often we skew how we're living it. And excuse the truth of what it is and the truth of who a person is and the truth of what the bullshit is. And I think looking back at it, hindsight is 2020, but I think part of growing and healing is being able to look at it for what it is, good, bad, and ugly, and being like, okay, no, this person wasn't right. This person was disrespectful. They showed me these things and I just chose not to believe them. And in my healing, I need to address why I didn't want to accept those things for what they were, whether it be I didn't want to deal with the rejection, whether it be I was enjoying this person, I was enjoying what we had, even if it wasn't, you know, 100% of what I wanted, that 60% was fine with me because I was okay with 60%. And until I changed my expectations and I raised my bar, or I... Like, when you're in it, you don't know it. No, very true. In it, you're you're like just going through it, and so that's why I'm like I don't need nobody else for closure because when I'm going through it, 
I'm cool. I have mm-hmm. to realize mm-hmm. it for myself after the fact and get through it and get over it by myself. But do you think you view things through a different lens now? Do you think when you're in situations or when you're dating someone now that you try to step out of it while you're experiencing it more so that you can really catch it for what it is and the reality of what it is and the truth of what it is on both sides, you know, while you're in it versus after? Have you changed how you move in that way? No. I don't know because I don't want to change the way that I move because of somebody else did to me because then what happens when I meet the right one am I supposed to still still stifle myself and not be who I am and then I could fuck around and miss out on the right one because I'm not being and doing what I usually do like why am I changing myself and how I operate because of how somebody else treated me that's asking me not to be myself. And that's one thing I refuse to do is not be myself, especially because of somebody else. So I'm going to continue to operate the same way. If my feelings get hurt and my heart keeps getting broken, that is what it is. But at the end of the day, like I said, when I sleep, when I shower, when I shit, I want to be able to say, you still remain yourself despite everything that's happened to you. And that's how I feel. Okay. Okay. I like the ownership. I think, I think, I think the clear point here is ownership. Good, bad, and ugly. Yeah, because you have a lot of people walking around here not being themselves because of what other people have done to them. And it's like, nah, that's not who you are. I I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not becoming somebody else because of somebody else. Okay. Well, when so we if, I, that, if I got to play with you on Thursday that we supposed to go on a date and I got to end up flying to uh, fucking North Dakota, guess what? You coming too. That just is what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And eventually I'll meet somebody that matches that. Hallelujah. We'll be right back in a moment with our fuck boy versus fucked up portion of the show. I couldn't help but wonder. 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 Are men just women with balls? <laughs> this is a good time to vent. Officially. Now, in the great tradition of Paris is burning, the library is about to be open. Hey! Because reading is what? Fundamental. That's right, children. Now, Troy, you've given us a lot to digest and take in. (laughs) (laughs) Don't play stupid, bitch, okay? (laughs) Let me tell you what we're not going to do, all right? We're not going to do, all right? All right. (laughs) But we are at the fuck boy versus fucked up portion of the show. Um, Mr. Upgrade you and 
it, it's already been a lot, but I feel like you got a lot left, and I'm really nervous to hear what your reaction is about this, because somebody definitely came to her with the bullshit, and I definitely think this is a scheme that Todd cooked up, but oh, I'm going to let you evaluate it yourself, and we're going to take it from there, all right? All right, let's get it crunk. Mariah, she writes in, and this is about her estranged boyfriend, Tim. She writes, me and my estranged. That's her subject line in the email. She said, me and Tim met after going, after I just got out of a four-year relationship and he seemed great on paper. He was in his final semester of law school, well-spoken, dressed nice, had a beard, and was West Indian. I'll let you fill in that blank. Clearly, she means he had meat for days. All mm. right. <laughs> he, you know, be a vessel. All right. <laughs> she said, things were great in the first six months. I traveled a lot for work, but when I was home, we were together. My friends loved him, and so did my family. Things first took a turn after his graduation when he didn't pass the bar. Yikes. That's very common, though. Yeah. Yeah, okay. She said, I tried to encourage him, but he slipped into a depression, in my opinion. That was very nice of you, in your opinion. Is she She's not. I think that's why she said, in her opinion. Hmm. I would assume. I would assume. You know, I don't know. She didn't say her profession. I suggested he find work elsewhere or take an internship till he could retake the bar. He insisted that would all take away from his studies, so I backed off. Next, he asked to stay in my place for a few weeks mm. till he found a new spot he could afford. Needless to say, with no job, he never moved out. And three months later, he was still in my place asking to join me on my work trips on my dime while he already had my credit card for emergency expenses. Mm, you, you seem quite amiable and passive, but I'm going to keep reading on, girl. As time went on, I heard no more talk about the bar, and he began expecting to travel with me everywhere. Now it's a year and a half later. I'm in debt up to my eyeballs, and he's moving out because he said, I haven't been supportive or understanding to what he's been going through. What am I missing? Again, I'm going to read this question again. What am I missing? What am I missing? What am I missing? Oh my gosh, I'm just so stuck on this question. I don't understand how we got there. Um, I took him on business trips for business and pleasure. Okay, so I guess she meant she took him on trips for business and pleasure. Got it. Fed him the best, clothed him, and more to a fault. But I'm the one getting dumped? Did I miss a step? Or am I getting played? Help me out in all caps. This is Mariah and Tim. I'll give you the floor. Is he a fuck boy? Is this fucked up? Let's let's unpack this. I think I think he's in the what's in the middle? I I I mean I think you can just say it's a great situation. It is because she let him move in that he was going through, right? Mm. And now, because it seems like she kind of been complaining about what she's doing as far as, oh, I've maxed out my credit cards and I've done A, B, and C. 
So he probably want to go because, bitch, you keep complaining. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do something for someone and then complain once you do it. That's like a pet peeve of mine. If you're going to do it and you want to be down for the ride and down for the cause, cool. Let's do that. But yeah, so don't you, give don't give don't give what a hand behind your back with your fingers crossed. Exactly. Okay. And now he's leaving, but did she want him to leave? Because at the beginning she said he was only supposed to stay for two or three weeks, right? But I don't. But is the issue that I, from what I got from it, it sounds like she's saying the issue is that he's saying that he's leaving because she wasn't doing enough. Because she asked this question, she asked this question in two different ways, but she kind of asked it twice. She said, "What am I missing?" And then she said, "Did I miss a step?" So it sounds like she's trying to ask, like, in her being supportive of him. Um, the first time I read this letter, when I picked it out, my first response, or I guess like the first like idea that kind of came to mind was Issa and Lawrence. Mm. When you have a partner that's going through something or is on down times, I think, or dealing with depression, et cetera, there is no rule book or playbook, especially if you're a person of color or a black person. I want to say that um, support for mental health, you know, resources. We're not taught um, in the black community, and I can't speak for people of color, um, more so outside of the black community so much. Um, I can say in my household and in my experience with um, those around me in my circle and my fellow community, I don't remember hearing, you know, my mom or my grandmother give advice on like how to best support a person when they're going through anything other than pray. Mm-hmm. You know, so it sounds like she's asking and her trying to be there for him in his time of need because I think it is a crushing blow. And to a man even more so, a black man, a West Indian man, um, you know, not passing the bar your senior year, you know, all of those things, not being able to find a job, you know, etc. Those things can be crushing blows to an ego. And, you know, a man's, a black man's ego or just any man's ego, to be honest, is is pretty much like his, you know, that's his, that's his shield of armor. That's his Excalibur. You know, that's his, you know, a, a, a man's ego, a man's ego is his most valuable asset. Okay. So you think he's leaving because of his ego? I think his I, ego be, I think his ego being bruised. I think, uh, I think the I think the catalyst to some of these issues was he didn't pass the bar. His ego is now bruised and he's not finding success in his healing or trying to resolve this issue. And I don't think he was able to find a way out from what it sounds like from getting past this place, you know, cause sometimes when you go through something traumatic or something really negative, sometimes you can't get past that place. And but especially if, if you're not getting, if you don't have resources, if his ego was bruised and he had an ego problem, he wouldn't have moved in with her. He wouldn't have been going on these business trips and stuff with her. So I but don't think know, it's an ego. Now wait. Now wait. It's real and I will say, and I'll speak this from personal experience. A man doesn't mind 
humbling himself and living up off of you and doing whatever as long as it's in private and not in public because mm-hmm. you know we don't know if he was fronting on main street like everything was good and she's the only person holding him down in private because it sounds like a bit of her frustration is due to that now i'm filling in your blanks miss mariah and i welcome you to you know email us back and let us know and i'll amend this statement you know you know when when the editors do what they need to do up in the booth but um all I'm gonna say is it sounds more so like yeah like his ego was bruised not even as it pertains to her but as it pertains to himself I mean how often we had have how often have we had expectations for ourselves or how something was gonna turn out because I mean law school that is a cumulative degree so for years when you started on day one you set in your mind that you're gonna do this thing you're gonna put in the work and you're gonna accomplish this you know to no avail now you've done this and you failed failure not everyone takes as well perhaps you know tim is not someone who has failed very often in life perhaps this is not how tim saw everything playing out perhaps tim you know has pride perhaps tim didn't like the fact that okay yeah i had to go to my girl for help you know you can go to your girl for help because you don't have no other choice how many other options did he exhaust before he had to go to her so even at that, I know many a nigga who has acted like he was good as fuck in the whole street, acted like everything was perfect, but then you was living up off someone else behind, you know, behind closed doors. And that person just acted like, you know, like, yeah, like, okay, like, yeah, he's doing great. Everything's great in public out of respect for him, even knowing that you were completely supporting him. So it's not uncommon. And you know that the black woman will hold will hold the black man down to no avail, even to her own demise, as we can see, you know, per Mariah's story. And now I don't know if Mariah's a black woman, but Mariah clearly sounds like she's ride or die. Well, here's the thing, Mariah, and here's my advice and what I have to say on that. When a man wants to leave, he is going to leave. There is nothing mm-hmm. else that you could have done. To make him stay. So don't feel bad about what you've done to and for him. Because if he's leaving you, he wants to go because he wants to go. Whether he passed the bar, raised the bar, or is drinking at a bar, if he wants to go, he's Mm -hmm. going to go. That's one thing I can say about men. When they want to get up out of there, they will get up out of there. They'll find a way, even if it means they got to cheat on you. I've cheated on somebody just to get out. I have. I own it. I'm owning it. Oh, child. You be out here. I but, didn't say I'll be out here. Now, this, now, now that's not a narrative I'm going to take. You be out here like, I didn't, re- I didn't realize you was a fuckboy. I said I used to be. Mm. That ain't my life now. I'm happy, okay. I'm healthy, and I'm healed. Hello? Sounds good. But Mariah, Feels even better. Looking- Mariah, if he's leaving you now, it's because he wants to. It has nothing to do with what you've done for him or his insecurities or him not passing the bar. He wants to go. My issue is my placing blame. Is he placing blame or is she? She said, let me double back. She said, he said it was her fault. You know, because he said she has not been supportive or understanding to what he's been going through. 
Now, see, that's a critical piece because yeah. I think it's different you exiting because you're like, okay, you know what? This relationship doesn't serve me anymore. I don't think this is healthy anymore. Let's amicably, you know, like separate. I think it's different when you place blame on a person that has been there for you, supported you clearly financially, if nothing else. You but know, so why you not? Why you not asking Mariah the same questions you asked me? I, what do you mean? You supposed to be far... waiting. Go ahead. Well, you can ask Mariah right now. That's the whole point. If you feel like, you know, you a hit dog and you holler, the question is, one, is Tim a fuckboy for, for how he's responding and acting? Or is no. the situation fucked up? And is Mariah in the wrong in any way? Cause you just you've experienced it. You just walked us through your story. What do you think? Do you think Mariah? You know? Do you think she's fucked up somewhere along the road in supporting him? Oh, because if that's Mariah and that's how Mariah operates and that's her life and that's she ain't mind him moving in. She ain't mind him coming on the business trip. She ain't mind doing you know maxing out the credit cards. That's what she did. That's mm-hmm. her. But so then. What step did she miss? Do you feel like she missed the step? Do you think there was a place that she could have been there more for him? Do you think there's something else she could have done? Because she clearly wants to understand. She clearly sounds like she is, you know, she's trying to evaluate and she clearly sounds like she was reflecting and she's trying to understand where things went wrong or if something went wrong or if she could have done more. Which really hurts me, and I think it's hard to hear. And I think, Mariah, there's nothing more you could have done. At least that's my opinion. Uh, Other than maybe send him to a therapist. What? Like I said, that's why I said. If he wanted to go, he's going to go. Yeah. But, again, that's why I don't feel that she should change how she felt or what she did or how she moved. Because people are going to be them. I, mm-hmm. That's just how I feel. Like she could not have done anything, and and that man was still was going to do what he wanted to do, with or without you, with or without you. If it was Mariah, it would have been somebody else. It could have been his cousin named Peanut. Child, if it wasn't Mariah, it could have been Carrie. We don't know. But we're not gonna dis we we're not gonna disrespect Carrie Bradshaw like that. I'm gonna need a different name. We're gonna name her Karen. I just feel like we put so much blame on the people that get hurt. Oh no, I totally agree. I totally agree. This sounds like all the issue was within him. And yeah, that's why I said if people want to go, let them go. Like there's nothing else you can do. There's nothing else you could buy him a million dollar, two point five million dollar house because you know a million dollars in LA will get you. They shot. don't get you nothing. <laughs> Girl, you, could, if, you really need a strong five. You just really like if somebody wants to go, they'll go and they'll find any excuse to go. Mm-hmm. So him saying that she wasn't doing enough and whatever, Sounds that's like just an excuse to leave. Exactly. He wanted you, to go. And what about let him go, girl? And you say he's a fuck boy. This is fucked up, or we're in the gray. I say we're in the gray. 
Now, see, I say we're in the gray all the way up until he decided to place blame for his inadequacies, his failures, his inability to get past this negative experience, which is which is fair. That's not a little thing. He put a lot of energy and work into getting this degree. I totally understand it. Um, I, you know, I think all of us, you know, trying to find a job whenever you're transitioning between jobs can be a very humbling experience. You know, statistics say it takes about six months to find a new job. Mm. Um, I'm not sure, you know, how much time it took. I'm not trying to do the math between your story. We don't have that much time on the show. Um, but what I will say is I think him gaslighting you which that's what i'm gonna call it you know hate me if you want to you know go off in the comments i think him deciding to exit this relationship and then tell you that you haven't been supportive or understanding to his situation is the farthest thing from the truth and what i would want you to take from this mariah we don't know what role she played I know the role she played financially. I know the role she played as far as, you know, that sounds like support to me, motherfucker. What if she was going home every day like, you broke-ass nigga? Well, guess what, nigga? I'm sorry. Bills and financial stress is the worst kind of stress. You can, I'm sorry. Like, from, I'm sorry, as far as, like, necessity and where you need to be, if you ain't got no motherfucking home, that is step one. Because if you ain't got no place to sleep at night, that's going to be the biggest stress in your life. You can't deal with your emotional issues. You can't deal with your mental issues if you can't even deal with your, like, physical issues. And a physical issue is the most pressing one as far as a place to be housed, how you're going to eat, how you, where you're going to sleep, etc. So she dealt with your most pressing issue. I'm sorry. I ain't got, I'm not budging. It ain't no F. If ands or bust around that she dealt with and removed your most pressing issue. On top of that, she, you know, she gave you a credit card. She could have just been like, okay, nigga, here goes some hungry man, hungry man's up in this freezer or whatever, you know, and you can make it work, bitch. She could have been like, okay, I'm going to go go to the grocery store and what's in that fridge is what you got to make work. She also could have been like the clothes that you got are the clothes that you can wear because you didn't need no new clothes. How was you doing fine before? Your swag was what it was. She said you were well-dressed. All right. You know, you could have had to make, make it all do with what unemployment gave you. All right. So she already went above and beyond and sacrificed at her own, at, at her own demise, which I think Mariah, you have to address within yourself. I think you extended yourself past your own means. And I think that's something as a lesson for the future. You have to learn when you have to have your breaking point because everyone has a breaking point. And it sounds like you still didn't reach yours, but he reached his with the situation for whatever reason, like Latroy said we don't know what extenuating circumstances we don't know if you came home every night throwing plates at this nigga head like bitch why you ain't found no job yet why ain't passed the motherfucking bar I don't know but nevertheless you did give more than what I feel like he gave but perhaps you know this nigga was a house husband and he was you know your house came home speak and span he might have been you know we gonna leave that out I feel like she sounds like she was being pretty honest I felt like maybe she would have included that detail if that's what he gave. Also, on top of that, you he was finding it necessary to go on all these damn work trips. If you know your ass can't pay for the flight, why do you keep begging to be with me? It also sounds a little codependent because he needed to be with you everywhere, everywhere when you left. Can you not be alone to your thoughts? That's probably why he did not heal. 
if you want me to be honest, because that time alone, that time alone probably would have been time he could have addressed and worked on himself. But at, at first, he wasn't going on the work trip. That's what she said. She did say that, but at some point, he decides to feel the need to be on everyone after. I get Or at some point, she said, come with me. She said he start asking and expecting to go on all of them. I think it takes two to tangle, and I think both of them have blamed one. She needs to learn the word N-O. There are two letters, and they end with a period. No is, as my therapist would say, no is a complete sentence. Let that sink in. No is a complete sentence. Amen? Is it? It is. Ask all your grammar warriors out there. No is a complete sentence. It doesn't require anything more. It doesn't require anything less. So what I'm saying is, I think one, the responsibility falls on Mariah. If you know you felt uncomfortable, if you know you felt like you were going too far, then you should have definitely said no, cut it off, said, hey, I understand you want to go on this trip, but we're not in a position for you to go on this trip and me as well. It's going to cost me. And if you want to be able to have money to get your get your type of faith this week, then you're going to have to sit your ass down. And didn't you say you have to study? You need to sit your ass down once again and hit them books, okay? Netflix will that's be here for you, and so will Hulu when, until I get back. That's why I say it's a gray area. It's definitely a gray area. I think both they, of them need to, need, to, need to create some new boundaries, but what I will say is I'm not cool with him pulling some fuckboy shit, because that's definitely what it was. Um, that whole, okay, as I exit and I chunk the deuces, I'm going to tell you that it's your fault that this shit didn't work. That's what we're not going to do. It's our fault that this shit didn't work. Hello? Hey. How are we listening to a little bit of music? How did you know? I love this song. We are at the song of the week portion of the show. Please remember to add our playlist. You know, we're on Spotify and Apple Music. Remember, if you are dealing with a fuckboy or your situation might be fucked up, remember to email us at fbprobs at justinrain.com. That's fbprobs at justinrain.com. F-B-P-R-O-B-S. Y'all know how to spell my name if you don't. You'll figure it out. It's R-A-Y-N-E. Love you much. Um, now, Troy, go ahead and introduce our song of the week on Quiet Storm Fuckboy Radio. So nice and warm and quiet storm. Um, this, I am going to send out, upgrade you to Jermaine because I feel like you need to understand and realize who and what you had and there's nobody better then to let you know, then Beyonce with partner, let me upgrade you. So this is Upgrade You by Beyonce featuring Jay-Z. Make me believe what you're saying. Can we waken this up a little? Well, yeah, if you think you can. Okay. Deanna, if you want to be somebody, 
If you wanna go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. If you wanna be somebody, if you wanna go Now we are at the last portion of the show. It is our fuckboy fix. Troy, thank you so much for being on the show. Today's word is gratitude. Tell the people how you feel about gratitude. Feel about gratitude as far as just in general or the situation? Both. Hit them with the hard stuff. Let them know. So as far as the situation I was talking about earlier, I feel like there should be gratitude on both sides. Um, I'm very gracious for learning what I learned from him and how to operate after that relationship. And I feel like he should be very gracious about meeting me <laughs> and the things that we experienced together. And just overall gratitude, I think that after getting out of any relationship, you should be thankful for the times that you guys had together, the lessons that you learned, and not losing yourself. And you really have to, if you don't lose yourself after a relationship, you really have to be thankful to yourself for not changing because of what happened to you or even what you've done. Um so that's why I feel like gratitude out of getting out of a relationship or even being in a relationship is important because you have to remember who you are, be thankful for who you are and be thankful that it either ended or that it, you know, you guys stayed together. So that's why I say gratitude. Okay. And what I will say about gratitude, I'll just follow you up by saying, Gratitude is something that is not always monetary. It's not always verbal. I think gratitude is all encompassing. I think meeting a person where they are is the best way I can put it. If I am coming to this situation and approaching this relationship, 100% is showing you my investment, whether it be financial, whether it be emotional, whether it be quality time, whatever love language they decide to present and show up as, I think once you have decided to be in this, engage in this, be a participant in whatever form of a relationship it is, I think it is upon you as a participant to honor the other person's gratitude or other people. If you're in a thruple, quadruple, whatever the case may be, um, you know, cause those do exist. We want to be supportive to polyamorous relationships, etc. Um, I think it is upon every participant in the relationship to honor what everyone is giving equally, respect it, and give it is just due. Now, how you go about that is up to you. I'm a firm believer in even if I may financially invest in something more than you, you can always invest and show your respect and gratitude in other ways. Mm-hmm. And people feel like because a person is giving in one way that it has to be reciprocated in that same way. And I think that is such a closed minded view. I think 
give what you have to give. In the song Alabaster Box by C.C. Winans, she only had her oil to give, but she gave her all in the intention and the generosity and the place that she came from was genuine. And I think that's all that. Yes, uh, it's a throwback. Listen to it. Let it marinate. Let it speak to your soul. But the point is, you know, it's all about the place that you come from and where your heart is as you give however you give and I think that is the heart of gratitude and I think that is the heart of partnership and reciprocity and as long as you do that you'll be good amen and now Troy tell the people how they can find you on all the social media channels and all the lands of the lands as T.S. Madison will put it <laughs> um, well on Instagram and Twitter it is Mr. L. Davis. That's M-R-L-D-A-B-I-S. And yeah, that's all I got. That's all you got. <laughs> Once again, well, if you're my dealing... Huh? <laughs> now, did you say your phone number, bitch? My number four 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 three. This what we're not gonna do, okay? <laughs> Are you single? Wait, we'll we'll say that. Are you single? I, I'm absolutely single. Are you mingling? No, not really. I would love to. Are you open to mingle? Okay, that's all they need to know. They'll find their way to you, I'm sure. You know, the bloodhounds will be out. Find your way back. (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) thank you again for being on the show. Once again, if you have a fuckboy situation or you think it might just be fucked up, remember to email us at fbprobs at justinrain.com. Remember to add our playlist and soundtrack on Apple Music and Spotify. And until next time, thank you, Troy, for talking to us about Mr. Upgrade You. And we'll be back next week with another episode. All right? Hey, let's get a crunk. Bye, fuck boys. <laughs> That's all, folks. Thank you again for listening to today's podcast. Please make sure to subscribe, rate it, and share with a friend wherever you are listening. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at underscore FBProbs, F-B-P-R-O-B-S. And please make sure to add our playlists on Spotify and Apple Music. And if you got fuckboy problems, please email us at fbprobs at justinrain.com. That's F-B-P-R-O-B-S at Justin, J-U-S-T-I-N, Rain, R-A-Y-N-E dot com. See you next episode, fuckboys. Damn.